everybody. We're back. Um, today we're going to be talking about um, fostering and what it entails. Um, so I am with Barbara, our foster coordinator. Hello. <laughs> Jill, our adoption coordinator. Hello. Uh, Dina, our medical coordinator. Hello. And Dana, our assistant medical coordinator. Hey. So Barbara, I know this is a a heated subject for you so we're gonna we're gonna gonna go into this hard um what happens when you fill out an application a foster application a foster application so you submit a foster application we get it we one of somebody from the foster team will then screen it and basically what that involves is um connecting with you seeing um you know i always ask how did they hear of our rescue first i'm always curious so ask that um just ask them you know go see if they have other dogs children all that fun stuff and then ask them what kind of dog not not necessarily kind i ask what size and age preference they have so when you ask them like what size what preference Mm -hmm. you know we get a lot of i think one of our pet peeves and we talk about it often is we think people sometimes are shopping for dogs. Like mm-hmm. I think, and I don't use like to use the word shopping for dogs, but yeah, they're kind of looking they for are. that dog maybe to add to their family. Exactly. They're looking for what would be a good fit. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes we, I find that they don't really know what the best fit is. They have an idea of what they want, right. but they don't really know what they want. And then sometimes they realize after you talk to them, that might not be what they want right. at all. Yep. Right. So when you say to somebody, um, like, hey, what are you looking for? You get an idea. What do you do with that information? So I get it. We all have our likes and dislikes. I just do smaller dogs because mm-hmm. I don't have a four-foot fence. I, a big yeah. dog can leap right over and be gone. Some people don't want puppies. Some, yeah. some want seniors. And so, yes, I take all that information down. Um, and then I see what dogs we could possibly get into the rescue to, to save. So if this person, if a person wants, you know, a senior, and then you say to me, oh, Barbara, there's a senior at the shelter, do you think you have someone? Great, send them. But it's rescue, again. So, yes, I feel like shopping, yes, so to an on, extent. So on that, you just said something that kind of made me think about something. It's rescue, right? It's rescue. Like, we're not going to a breeder. We're not going to somebody who has a dog. Warehouse with inventory in the back. We don't have a checklist on that dog. So, to envision, like, what that dog is, when you'll, when often I hear as I'm like, hey, Barbara, they're about to kill 15 dogs at the shelter, and your first question to me is, are they potty trained? Yeah. And I'm like, um, I have no idea. They don't poop in their kennel. Right. Like, they're at the shelter. They're not, you know, they don't put potty trained on that. They have going to the lab. Yes. That means... They're done. Yeah, they're, right. uh, they're done. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't, you know, at that time, don't have that information. Now, sometimes if it's an owner surrender, we might have that information. But again, like, is it potty trained? It, it's an open-ended right. question because it might be potty scheduled trained at my house. Like, it's on my routine and it does really great. Mm-hmm. But then it goes to your house and what happens? Right. Not so much, right? You're working a different schedule. So, so we, once they tell me they're what I call their preferences. Right. I prefer a small adult dog. Great. Then as we get dogs in that I think are small adult, I send Mm -hmm. them their picture and say, this is fluffy. And then when those questions come in, well, is it 
potty trained? Is it good with kids? Is it good with cat? I don't know. Like well, you just said, unfortunately, like I get it, and it's all about safety, right? That all comes down to why we want that information. Is is my household going to be safe? Is my animals going to be safe? Am I going to be safe? Is my kids going to be safe? These are all things that we definitely um, valid questions, right? They're, yes. Where they're valid, they're frustrating sometimes, just because I might have five minutes to make a decision and they're asking a ton of questions we don't have the answers and it's frustrating on both ends right but um we have procedures in place to protect those situations um we might do a quick little assessment and when we say it's quote unquote i'm going to say air quotes friendly Mm -hmm. friendly it might be two dogs walking parallel on a leash it might be going out to the play yard and seeing if they react through the fences it might be like in South Texas at one of the shelters, mm-hmm. all she does is take a dog and walks down the kennels to see if a dog reacts in the kennel. And, and kennel aggression is a whole different ball game. Oh, like yeah. it might not be a kennel aggressive dog. Mm-hmm. So we don't really know. Right. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of information about it. And it's frustrating to all ends. Like I could say he's really friendly and then it gets into a home environment and it's a completely different dog. And um, dogs will be different in oh, every yeah. environment they Correct. go to because and they're just like people. A, a dog that's at boarding that gets along with the pack may still need very slow and proper introductions with a new foster dog or a resident dog in a new foster home. And that's what I tell the fosters. The goal is to get them out of that shelter environment mm-hmm. into a home, let it decompress, which we can talk mm. about, Ooh. give it time, and then they're going to report back to us. Mm-hmm. This dog is friendly. This dog is scared. This right. dog hates cats. This dog... That's the goal, that's what rescue is, to get it. Save it from that situation, put it into a foster home. So when you ask me, can I meet the dog first? No. Um, it's it hard, because that dog could be, and it, it's not, sometimes no. we have that opportunity where it's in another foster, and they're and moving, and can, sure. Right. But, or okay. a temporary foster, right. and yes, if it's- But as a rescue, we are a last chance rescue. Right. Our dogs are coming from the streets, or from euthanasia yeah. lists. Yep. That's it's a yes or it's a no and they're euthanized. Right. So it takes so, time to build up that so information. Mm-hmm. On that, like Dina just said, they're coming from the streets. Well, we don't know no, nothing about that no. dog, right? They're coming from a shelter, which still don't know anything. No, no, really anything. Owner surrender, honestly, we, I don't trust <laughs> them because they're nope. going to say whatever they oh, want yeah, exactly. to get rid of that dog. So yep. as a rescue, what can we do to help the foster? Because it is it is scary bringing a dog into your home. Right. It's scary bringing a big dog. Like, I'd like to talk about big dogs a little bit, maybe in smaller dogs, because people want to <laughs> take smaller dogs. But honestly, our biggest bite are smaller ones. dogs. Yeah. But, like, so what do you do? Like, what, what do you do to help a foster bring well, a dog into their home? What are some things we have? Well, we... First and foremost, we have a whole team behind you. Yeah, exactly. And that's all going to be under decompression, which is going to be a separate podcast. Mm -hmm. Yep. That we have written procedures. Mm -hmm. There's a welcome email that comes out that has all of the steps to take. Mm -hmm. And that's what I tell them. And I I get you like certain age and size, but when then I send you 10 dogs that are small adults. I send you 10 different dogs. Nope, I'll pass on that one. I'll pass on that one. So I can see it's where that, I mean, it's frustrating because so, it's rescue, then, okay, I can't save that So dog. it kind of does feel like sometimes Some, they're cherry picking. I mean, yes, they want yes, that dog. Yes. And, and so what I want you to, what I want to bring it back to is, like, and this is really important, and I mean, what are we here for? 
Okay. What are you here for? Right. Are you really here to save Rescue. the dog that's perfect? Because mm-hmm. that dog's going to get adopted. Are you really here to save a life? Right. Right. Because fostering ultimately is bringing a dog and transforming that, transforming that dog mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. a beautiful product that an animal that goes into a home and finds that forever family. It's not your dog. It's it's a dog you're fostering through the rescue, mm-hmm. promoting, advocating, and being a part of changing that dog. Like that dog might have lived on its streets the whole life, and God, there is nothing better that when you bring that dog home and you see. I'm gonna use. Bianca right now if you know any of you use Bianca like she was trapped she was dumped I mean she's a total transformation yeah. like nobody would have taken her and she's somebody living her best life she's a crop she's a 90 pound cropped ear pimple infected DIY kit cropped ears mm-hmm. it, it was she was found in a dump yard trapped terrified wouldn't come near you when she went to boarding initially um Liza was like, oh, God, she's so scared. She's this. Um, within about a week, um, she had started coming up. <laughs> what a love. Like, I and remember. And someone saw past. The foster saw past all Past that. that and saw, like, she, there was something about her that mm-hmm. yeah. even her size. She's a, that foster that took her normally takes small dogs uh-huh. and puppies. She doesn't take big dogs. She had mm-hmm. no idea what she was getting into. Mm-hmm. And just seeing her in the vet that first time that, they had her muzzled for safety because of her ears and stuff, but we took off the muzzle and she just came over all 90 pounds of her and just laid her head down and she just did that. Yeah. <sighs> that feeling mm-hmm. it makes yeah. all what you do worthwhile. Like it's scary, but, and we're here to support you, but mm-hmm. ultimately. And I, under, I completely understand you have, people have size and age because like mm-hmm. I said, I do. We all do. Well, requirements in their right. home, apartments, but, that kind of thing. And a lot of people will foster to see, hey, is it a good time for me to adopt? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a great way to bring a dog into your home, see if you have time. For sure. Temp fostering is good for that. Yes. Yep. So, um, and then you fall in love. You don't know when you're going to fall in love with them yep. and you wind up adopting some of them anyway. But to just, you know, if I'm sending a picture, I'm sending you multiple dogs so what I hear is frustrating though about Mm -hmm. it it's not so much that they don't want to foster at this time Mm -hmm. it's they're picky about what they want to foster so they'll say to you I'm gonna foster a small dog and so for example maybe they mean fluffy dog right maybe they mean fluffy and you just send them 10 cheese yeah right because there's Mm -hmm. cheese all over Texas And and they don't really want to and they don't want to take on that dog and that's frustrating because we as the core team is looking at that life is going to die if we don't put it in a place. Fosters sometimes don't understand that. The pressures that we get of all of us, not just me, but, hey, we want to save this dog. Well, it's critical. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes moments that we have to make that decision. And so it's frustrating when we say, you say you want to foster and we give you a dog, and you're like, not that one, but then you post this one, uh, yes. So, so like, an, here's an example, like, and we'll laugh because we we're all in a group chat and we we talk about this, mm-hmm. and Barbara will be like, I am not posting this dog till Monday. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, we're letting in on a few secrets. I'm not posting this dog to Monday because you can get 20 offers. Right. And what's frustrating on that is there are 10 puppies that just got euthanized at the shelter because we couldn't take puppies. But I post this little white fluffy thing, uh-huh. and, and every there are 40 fosters that will step up and comment. 
And I just said no to a litter of puppies because no one would foster them. Well, and you don't know anything about them. Like, those puppies could have been absolutely darling. This white fluffy could be a jerk. Most likely they are. That's why they get dumped. The other important thing to remember about fostering is that it doesn't matter who you are or how many times you've fostered, if it's your first time or it's your hundredth time. That first 24 to 48 hours with that foster dog Mm -hmm. is going to be a challenge. Mm -hmm. Even a seasoned foster can be in tears. Oh, and frustrated because mm-hmm. that it that is the time where it's really important to follow the decompression mm-hmm. and really be strong and understand that you're in charge and you have to set boundaries with these dogs. Mm-hmm. But that that yeah, first, if you patience. can make it through that first 24 mm-hmm. to 48 hours, mm-hmm. then you can make it through. Yep, and lean on us if you need help. Yep. Yes. We've all been there. None mm-hmm. of us are coming from... Yeah. And like we were just born with this expert knowledge. We've all been there. We've yeah. been no, I, yeah. recent. I've been recently in tears at three forty-five. Going, just please be quiet, please. I mean, <laughs> just, just please. People think I'm a world of knowledge, and I have all this. No, I learned it from every experience, every failure, every success. I will sit there with the team, and they can tell you. I'm like, okay, how do we do this? Like, we immediately brainstorm a way to fix that problem, a new Absolutely. a new strategy to put in. We're constantly working. This is an ever changing. The main thing is, is that we're a rescue. We're here to save dogs. Mm-hmm. And in Texas, dogs die daily. Yep. They're dying on the street. They're dying in the shelters. They're just, it's a bad place for a dog to be. And we yeah. want to make right. a difference. We're not here for you to we're not a match foster and foster mm-hmm. fail. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of people that just come into this to volunteer because they want to foster fail. They're right. looking oh, for that. Foster fails. Foster fails. That's a whole, that's, I think that's, <laughs> a, whole, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. I do want to say before we get off of this topic though, is that every single dog that's walked into my house the first day as a foster has been a completely different dog in five, 10 days yeah. after I follow mm-hmm. decompression. So while you say, no, not that one, not that one, not that one, but you want the cute fluffy Give that cute fluffy 10 days, it could be a jerk. Give that funny one-eyed dog yes. who is you think is a little too big for you, that could be the best dog you've ever had. Right. Yeah, um, frequently if you're in the, the, the market to add a dog to your family, oftentimes it's a dog you're not expecting that's mm-hmm. the one that steals your heart. So Absolutely not. I said I would not foster fail. I was not going to do so it. So what does that mean? Foster fail. Um, I'm not going to be a failure at fostering by because I'm going to keep it. I'm not actually fostering it. Oh, like you messed up? Yeah, I totally messed up. Yeah, um, like big time. No, I said I was. You adopt your foster. <laughs> yeah, we don't really understand we why that foster fails. Yeah, we've, we've, we've all done it. We've all done it. Everyone <laughs> here. Admit it. We have some really good fosters that never foster fail, and then we have, you know, but you always get sucked in for that one. Oh, but I said I would never, ever, ever foster fail. I'm keeping both of my slots open. I'm never doing it. Da, da, da. I just foster failed a really mouthy 3.42 pound chihuahua that runs my house and my husband with an iron fist. She does. So, I mean, foster failing, that is definitely a podcast mm-hmm. in itself, mm-hmm. for sure. But um, to wrap up, Barbara... I, I want to put it out there for you because I know it's emotional for you and it's frustrating and you know she's got me breathing down her neck but she's also in these groups and sees these dogs dying mm-hmm. so I do want to ask you like it, you know what are what are simple things people can do to help you out with limiting that like how can we help them to jump out of their comfort zone 
How can we help she, them choose a dog? I, I think Dana said it. We, we, they have all of us. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we got resources, resources right? Yes. There's lots of resources. Over. So if they do take a dog, even if they do take get that little fluffy and they have issues or problems, we're gonna help I them. Mean, we're here. So whether well, if you don't see the solution, one of us might. Yeah, right. You know, and then also if it is not such a great fit, yes, we can move them. But yeah. again, give us time. So wrapping this all up, it's important to remember that every dog needs to be safe. Yes. Every dog life matters. And that it's about fostering a dog, not about fostering a dog that would be fit in your home. It's a rescue. Right. Yep.